narrating stories, I could create an impact. I could change mindset. And since then, there was never looking back. And I'm only excited to bring this great skill to every single person I meet. And really, if today, if you look at an open, uh, you know, I remember it, uh, early 2018 when I was reading Forbes magazine, it said that one of the top skills that any leader should, uh, uh, you know, work with is storytelling. And since then, uh, really, storytelling has come up uh, uh, as one of the critical uh, skills to develop and uh, there's a lot of work that's happening in this area and uh, today we are here uh, talking to all of you about uh, the same art. Good, uh, good evening. Good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. So my name is Neha. I'm the marketing director at Kocharya. Uh, hi, Carla from Guatemala. Good morning to you. Hi, Valerie. Hi, Mateo. So good to see you all again. You may remember me from a previous webinar a couple of months ago called The Language of Coaching. Um, hi, Rajat from Delhi. You're quite nearby. <laughs> So guys, I, I know you're expecting to see Magda here, but I'm subbing in for her today while she, uh, she does her CEO things that CEOs do. <laughs> um, and today I'm really excited to introduce all of you wonderful people to Kavita. Uh, so Kavita is one of our uh, soon to be alumni or are you an alumni? Have you finished already? I finished, um, I finished a bridge course. And so I'm, I'm up for uh, PCC. You're for PCC. Wonderful. So yes, Kavita has just finished her uh, advanced coaching course with Kocharya. And Kavita is a storyteller and she trains other people to tell stories. Hi, Kavita, and welcome. Welcome to the webinar. And in this webinar, Kavita will help you um, or rather help us all to understand why storytelling is a way of life and how we can effectively apply this pertinent skill in the coaching of business. So I will hand it over to Kavita now, but I'll be here in the comments. If any of you have questions or comments during this webinar, I'll be taking note and then we can bring it up with Kavita at the end. So over to you, Kavita, enjoy. Thank you so much. Thank you so and much. Thank you. Yeah, that's the word that I'm gonna pick up from you, enjoy. I think one of the key things uh, that storytelling brings is uh, fun. Yeah? So uh, let's uh, get ready uh, for some lot of fun and a lot of stories that's going to be told today. So I'm, I'm really excited to be here and uh, to talk to my uh, fellow coaches about what is the power of stories and how we can use this uh, storytelling cleverly in our engagement and uh, more, more pertinently in coaching business, as in when we want to build rapport, when we want to connect with our uh, coaches, the new coaches, how we can use storytelling effectively to get them on board and uh, bring that uh, psychological safety through stories. Yeah, so that's what we're going to do today. And uh, uh, there's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of uh, in, you know, interaction that's going to happen. And uh, personally, I believe that the only way that we can really learn is when we participate. So let's just actively participate through the session and uh, go for it. So I'm going to share my screen here. And uh, tell you also a little bit about myself. Neha is going to help me with the, the chat. I think, uh, am I able? I'm just going to see if I'm able to. Yeah, I can. I can look at the chat. So great. So that's, that's what it is. Uh, this is all about storytelling for coaches for to build trusting relationships and, uh, you know, to build rapports with our new coaches. 
So what, what's going to happen today in next uh, one hour is we're going to look at uh, the why of storytelling, the power of storytelling and its relevance. We're going to look at the what of storytelling. Yeah? We're going to uh, look at how story can, storytelling can, uh, you know, what are those key elements of storytelling? And we're also going to experience the effective, some of effective tools and techniques and uh, I'm going to give you some tips that you can use for your next coaching engagement. So that's what we're going to happen in next uh, one hour. And uh, before we get there, I'm, I'm sure you would like to know why me? Why am I talking about storytelling? Why is it that, uh, you know, what is that I have here uh, that makes it, uh, you know, uh, that, that uh, brings all of you here to listen to me? So about myself, here I am. Uh, story stories came to my life very early, uh, either as a consumer of stories or as a creator of stories. I remember when growing up, uh, my grandmother would tell me stories while she would churn butter, or when my, uh, you know, my grand my mother would tell stories while ironing clothes. So stories were like part of life. We uh, we grew up listening to lot of stories. And as today, as I speak to you, I am creating stories for my own children. Playtime, mealtime, you know, all time is uh, story time. And as I went ahead in life, uh, whether it was uh, through. Uh, books that I read or uh, while I was working, you know, when I was talking to uh, my, I was in marketing, so I, uh, to, uh, when I was selling products and services, I would tell stories. So this is when stories really came to my life in different form. But when is that I really understood the, the impact that stories created was, uh, I remember particularly this happened to me in uh, in the year 1998, when I just passed out from college, and I was uh, volunteering with uh, CRY, which is Child Relief and Youth, that's an NGO that uh, works with uh, children and children's issues. This particular year, we were uh, working on a project for uh, uh, for uh, creating awareness against child labor. And the project was about, you know, uh, the entire uh, Sivakashi issue, which was where uh, child labor was very prominent. Uh, and uh, uh, that's where the whole firecracker industry uh, lived or uh, you know, was uh, prevailing. And uh, the objective, like I said, was to create awareness. So what is that we did that was that we went to school, to different schools, and we spoke to children there. And this was, uh, this is my, I remember it was my first uh, presentation with the kids of uh, a particular school in Mumbai called uh, St. Mary's in Mazdaam. And uh, I entered the uh, grade 10th classroom. It was, it's a boys school and uh, the class was filled with 80 boys. And I began, I began uh, talking about uh, Sivakasi. I began talking about the conditions that I gave data. And 10 minutes into my presentation, I could see paper aeroplanes flying towards me. In 15 minutes, I really had to shut down. And believe me, I was in like this was my first presentation you know, and I also had some of my colleagues watching there, sitting there watching me and uh, I felt uh, terrible. I went back home that evening and I went back to all my papers and I saw that what is that I can do different you know? and so something clicked for me. Following day I just went uh, to the same school to the same class. And yet again, I walked into the grade 10, 80 boys sitting there and just really wondering why is this lady back there? But this time I started differently because this time I told them the story of Paru. Paru was an eight-year-old girl who lived in Sivakasi. Just like all these boys who go to school, she would wake up every single morning at six o'clock, hold her father's hand and walk, but not to school, 
but to the firecracker factory every single morning. Her parents would drop her to the factory and there she would sit in one suffocated room all day in a crouching position and make firecrackers in that hazardous condition. As I narrated Paro's story, I saw something happening there. I saw hearts melting. I knew that at this point, I was able to reach out to those 15-year-olds. Message was there, very clearly. That this Deepavali, do not light firecrackers, light the arts instead. And yes, it was a great success. I must tell you that particular year, that particular month, I traveled to 40 schools and spoke to over 1,500 uh, children and uh, spoke about how you know, we should uh, stop child labor. And uh, this, is, this is when the awakening happened for me that I understood that you know how stories, just through narrating stories, I could create an impact, I could change mindset and since then there was never looking back and i'm only excited to bring this great skill to every single person i meet and really if today if you look at an open uh, you know i remember in, uh, early 2018 when i was reading forbes magazine it said that one of the top skills that any leader should uh, uh, you know work with is storytelling and since then uh, really storytelling has come up uh, uh, as one of the critical uh, skills to develop and uh, there's a lot of work that's happening in this area and uh, today we are here uh, talking to all of you about uh, the same art. So what is it? Let's start with you. I'm inviting all of you here to tell me a story. Tell us a four-word story. Type your story in the chat. I can start. I can start by, by sharing my story. I love sunshine. Let's pour in. Yeah. And she said, yes. Yeah, I'm a traveler. Wonderful. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah, great, Namneet. I'm enough. That's a three word, but not bad. Great to be alive, Manish. I changed my mind. Life is so wonderful, Anurag. Connections make me happy. Painting gives me happy. And they lived happily ever after. We're all connected. Enjoying every single moment. Wonderful gentility, great comment. I am what I am. Ask me, yes. Manish says, once upon a time. Anshu Bhargav, I, I'm loving this. This is so beautiful yeah, that uh, all of us are sharing stories. What is, what is this telling us? We're here because there is an awareness that storytelling is way of life. You know, really long before the invent of printing press, it was oral art of storytelling that, uh, you know, that was the only way to conduct business. Yeah. I love this one, Carla. It says, beautiful, sunny, happy morning. I'm always growing. Yes, Adrian. Beautiful stories, everyone. Great exercise. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. I like smiling people. Me too. So what is this whole exercise all about? What is that is coming up for you when you are doing this exercise? Imagination and creativity, absolutely great. What else, what else? Tell me, tell me more. Distillation of ideas, mm. connecting with real life. Connection is my work, yeah, absolutely. Fires up the right brain. Isn't that wonderful? That's what stories do. It fires up the right brain. And, uh, and once you fire up the right brain, creativity and imagination flows, expression flows. 
open up so you gain trust. That's the point. Business coaching business is all about helping others to open up and to gain trust. There are other things also that uh, this whole exercise is telling us. There are three things that this exercise is telling us. If with your permission, can I share? One, yeah, yeah. one, one, this exercise is telling us is that we're all born storytellers. We can all tell stories. There's a proof of the pudding, all of you know right here. It's all for you to see that we can all tell stories. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, yeah. Second is that we feel good. We feel spirited when we listen to stories and when we tell stories. When you're listening and when you're reading these beautiful stories, it just lifts our spirit. This is like somebody said, like it sparks up some right brain. Just some and obviously, stories have lasting impression. You will remember this. You will remember this for a long, long, long time. So that's what is, even when four words come together, we can create a story. That's what this whole exercise told us. And I think that's a, uh, that's a wonderful uh, takeaway for us and uh, for us to remember that we can all tell stories. And there's nobody who cannot tell a story. With that, let's move ahead. So where, does, where did it all begin? You know, stories are the, really the ancient means of passing wisdom and culture. And uh, the guru, like uh, for, for all of this is, uh, you know, uh, Aristotle, who 2,500 years ago in his uh, book, Poetics, spoke about the entire uh, the, the, the benefits and the effect, the impact of storytelling. He spoke about the beginning, middle, and the end. This is where the foundation of uh, storytelling was laid. And therefore, I'm really curious to know that, according to you, what role stories play in your lives? Yeah, stories, yes, Donna. Stories create connectivity. That's the prime function of storytelling. It, it has the bonding mechanism. It inspires. It's fascinating. True. And we've just witnessed some great facts. You know, we've witnessed all of this. Yeah. It has lessons that we learn. Seeing our own life as a story and we can reflect on it. Yeah, it, it has great impact. It humanizes you. Yeah, true woman. So much here, right? We all know this. It creates a long lasting impact. We remember stories. We learn, baby. Yeah. If you, if you say the same thing through a story, it's more likely that uh, people will remember instead of just posing data. Okay. That builds relationship. And that's why it becomes even more important for us. Uh, coaches to learn this to and not more than learning to adopt this skill actively in our daily conversation. A container for verbal content. How clever. Manish, that's that's very clever. Great. Uh, thank you so much for sharing. I think there's a lot that uh, tells us here that you know what role stories are playing in our lives. And just to you know, take cognizance of that uh, role. Now, let me just uh, take you back and uh, ask you this question: That uh, imagine that uh, you have to go and approach a coach. And uh, thank you so much, Sanjeev. Yes, stories pass on wisdom. So, coming back to the to the imagination, is that imagine that uh, you have to. Uh, approach a coach because uh, you need some help with your career. What are the things that you will do? I know something that I would do. One of the first things that I would do is that I will go onto the internet. I'll go onto Google and 
frantically type career coach. And with that, some 5 million blah, blah, blah search results will just pop up. Right? That's the kind of number. And then I will frantically, you know, run, uh, you know, uh, browse uh, windows, open about me page, this page, and I'm just trying to figure out, you know, how can I find the best career coach for myself? Right? I'll open, I'll find, I'll look for people, I'll say, oh, this lady here, she's saying that some, she's saying something like self-sabotaging, believe, practice, I don't know what these words mean. And then I look more, I look more and it's somebody saying fulfilling dream, uh, grateful, curious, I don't know what does that mean, but I'm still confused, I'm, I'm, there's some hope here, but I can't find, I'm not able to take that decision. What is that I do next is uh, I remember that I have a friend who also had, uh, you know, approached a career coach and who worked with the career coach. Uh, and I know that uh, she changed her career uh, after working with the coach. So what is that I do? I pick up my phone and I quickly call her up and I say that, uh, hey, Sita, I need your help. You know, I've been, uh, uh, I know that uh, uh, you have spoken to some career coach sometime back, you're working with the coach. You know, I am uh, also stuck, you know, I really need your help. Can you, can you suggest, can you recommend? That's when I hear Sita saying something. I hear Sita saying, yes, you know what, um, uh, this happened a uh, couple of years ago. I think it was in 2018, August. It was a rainy day. I, I remember uh, it was raining heavily and uh, I had booked an appointment with uh, this lady. Her name was uh, Sumitra Ghosh. And I went, uh, uh, her, uh, I went to the address. It was really raining hard and uh, I was uh, you know, uh, soaking. I was wet. And all my uh, trousers were all wet. It was, uh, I mean, in fact, I thought that I'll go back. But no, I entered her place. And the first thing that she did was, you know, she handed over this yellow towel and she made sure that I was comfortable. And she handed over a cup of chai to a hot cup of chai and she made me comfortable. And then, you know, uh, the first question she asked me just kind of uh, blew me away. She asked me, how am I feeling? And this was a question I think nobody ever asked me before, uh, or I don't think I asked this question to myself ever. And after this, uh, it was like floodgates opening up and I poured out and I spoke to her and she really made me comfortable. And all that she did, I remember in our first session was listening. She just heard me out and that really felt good. And we worked together for, I think, eight months. And I spoke to her about, uh, you know, all that I was going through. Uh, I felt stuck. I wanted to change my career. And she, we worked together. You know, she, all I, she asked questions. She asked a lot of questions. And I don't think she ever gave me any solution. But yeah, this is her, Sumitra Ghosh. Do you want me to pass her number to you? And boom, that's it. I have made my decision. I close all browsers and I take Sumitra's number. Doesn't this happen to all of us? Yeah, Shivani, you have a question. Q is a question or I don't understand that symbol. Absolutely, yeah. This happens to all of us. Do you identify? And believe me, this is something that ha would happen to everybody who's looking out for coaches. So how can we create these magical moments for our, you know, coaches, uh, coaches who are looking for coaches, who are yet to become coaches in that manner? Yeah. So what is this telling us? What is that is coming up for us? The first thing that this tells us that Stories are more powerful than Google, absolutely, because stories are memorable. Stories are memorable, yeah. 
I remember, uh, you know, meeting uh, one of my uh, participants. I've been conducting storytelling sessions for last uh, five years now. And uh, so uh, I remember meeting one of my participants uh, recently at an airport. And uh, the first thing she met me and she said that, uh, you know, I, I remember how you explained competitive advantage. You told us a story. And uh, so it just felt it was an aha moment because uh, uh, messages stick. It's most likely that uh, people will remember the message that you're trying to give when you tell them through a story. Yeah? And uh, what is happening to us? Therefore, if you just look at us uh, uh, as, in, as humans, what's happening to us when we are listening to stories? Yes, absolutely. Stories reduce the social distance between each other. We feel more connected through them. And what makes it so memorable? It helps imagine ourselves in that situation. It's relatable, right? So you remember. The first thing that happens is you remember. Then you relate to those stories. When you relate to these stories, you, you tend to you know, retain all that comes along with that story. And when you retain those information or what has come along with the story, you will remember to retell it again and again, yeah, without losing the essence. That's the power. It engages us, we draw, we get drawn towards it, yes. We become, yeah, it's, it's one of the, that's a lovely uh, word, empathetic. Yes, it does. It gets you fully engaged, yeah. So what's happening to us when we listen to story in our brain? When, uh, when we say that stories, you know, uh, help us, uh, help make sure that messages stick, what's happening inside our brain? What's happening is that one is that there is a clear, uh, a lot of research has been done in this area and the research tells us that human beings are wired to understand through stories. Yeah? And uh, in fact, uh, there's one particular research that I would like to quote here it was done by Heat Brothers in uh, 2011. And uh, what they did was uh, they picked up two set of students and to one set, they, they gave information. All they did was uh, they spoke about a certain event and gave only data to them, okay? And to the next set of participants, um, they were students and uh, instead of just giving data by itself, they gave stories around the data. After a couple of hours, when they got back and they did a, they ran a test to find out that how many remembered the information that was shared. And it was alarming. The student group that uh, only received data remembered only 23% of the information, while the group that received data along with story recollected close to 83% of information. So what's happening? So stories really directly, uh, you know, connects to our both prefrontal and our reptilian brain, okay? Because when it comes to language, words, it's the prefrontal that gets, uh, you know, is it, the language is processed. While the emotional reaction and how we remember and, you know, uh, associated with our own memories is done through our reptilian brain. And this is what happens to us when we listen to stories. This is when the emotions get triggered. Our limbic system loves stories. Thank you so much, Mohan, for telling us. And uh, so when, when you hear the word uh, in a story or when you're reading a book, when you hear a word, caught a ball, 
you actually feel that you're catching a ball. So that's the kind of, because your sensory motor cortex gets lit, lit up, it lights up, it lights up. Yeah. So this is what really happening to us when we listen to story. And that's how it, you know, uh, make sure that we remember them. Stories are credible. So if your listener doesn't find you credible, they won't care. So stories is a great way to build rapport. It's the, it's the way to speak about authenticity. You have an option to go and tell your uh, uh, you know, listener or your audience that, you know what, I'm an authentic guy. And you think they will get you? No. Instead, tell them a story where you have demonstrated authenticity. It's more likely that they will believe you. So stories help you build credibility. It's a great way to uh, uh, build rapport, build connection, build that bond that you're looking for. And um, uh, one of the things that happens uh, particularly in stories is uh, what we call is a lean-in behavior is demonstrated. So, I mean, uh, like I said earlier, right, I have uh, conducted several sessions, met uh, over 3,000 participants uh, during uh, doing storytelling sessions. One of the, you know, peculiar thing that happens in every storytelling session is, you know, typically we, we uh, not, this is pre-pandemic days, when we, when we do it in a, a, a a setting, classroom setting, where we have different tables and there is one person who is sharing their personal story, every other participant in that uh, group would lean in to listen. And that's like phenomenal. Like, and that happens in every session. So what is this telling us? That when you tell stories, you will see people leaning in to listen to you. And that also adds to the whole credibility. Yeah. Stories uh, create impact. In fact, I'm a huge fan of uh, Indra Nui. I remember uh, in 2006 when she was announced uh, as uh, CEO of PepsiCo, uh, I neatly cut you know, a paper clipping, newspaper clipping, and put it on my soft board. And I still have this uh, newspaper cutting because it's a reminder of possibility. But really look at her, how her one story that she shared about, uh, you know, the day she came, became a CEO, she came back home, excited to share this news with her family. And she, when she entered her home, her mom said that, you know, there's no milk in the house, go get it. Well, she did go and get milk. Fumingly, she came back and she was, again, you know, uh, excited to share. And she said that, you know, you see, I've become a CEO. Her mother looked at her and, you know, what said to her, leave your crown in the garage. When you're at home, you're a mother, you're a daughter, and you are a wife. And this is a story that Indra Nui shares again and again when she talks about work-life balance. And uh, we, we've heard this story, I'm sure all of you have heard this story several times. And that was kind of a movement that happened thereon, where uh, uh, women, working women, how they manage their lives, all of this was brought to forefront. And uh, today it's celebrated. The stories create impact, right? It tells you what's happening and uh, how, how, uh, you can see what you want to work with. You can create that impact by just sharing stories. Stories matter in business. It's not only about uh, you know, uh, telling stories at uh, uh, social gathering or to, uh, uh, to you know, get people to feel for you but it also matters in business. And I think advertisers do it brilliantly. You, you just go in 30 seconds, a TV ad, uh, you're sold. Right? They, they manage to sell you anything. When you, when you watch those 
lovely advertisements on television. And I think in today's day and time, Instagram influencers do it very well. So stories matter in business. How do you actually tell stories to talk about your, who am I? Who are we? Who, what is our business all about? Uh, what are the values that we uh, propagate at workplace? What is our culture? You can do it through stories. You can A, a say that, yes, uh, we are a place where you can, you know, uh, where everything is transparent. Or you can tell them the story which demonstrates transparency. It's more likely that you will have more buyers than just by saying that, you know, I am trustworthy or I'm transparent. And there is, uh, there are, uh, again, uh, like, uh, research which tells us that, uh, you know, there is uh, the ROI of stories is, there, there are figures which says it's like 28.06%. And the story here is that how there was a gentleman who sold his uh, used car by telling a story for when, when, when the amount otherwise would have been X, but just because he shared a story that how in that car, uh, you know, a uh, lot of life events happened for him and it has brought beautiful memories. And that became the selling point. And uh, the auction price just went up uh, zoomingly by 28.06%. So that's, that's how, uh, why stories matter in business. And especially in our business, when we want to connect with our, uh, you know, people who are interested in you know, being coached. Yeah. Story spread. I think uh, this is a great example here. We have uh, Greta Thunderbird's story that how she, her travel, you know, how she, uh, um, uh, an Asperger's child traveling continents and speaking about uh, global warming became a phenomenon. Right? So stories spread. And what is this? All of this is telling us. Yeah? It tells us that if we tell stories, it is more likely that it will, uh, through word of mouth, people will talk about it and therefore build credibility, therefore help business, therefore uh, create that impact, therefore, uh, you know, inspire and then build relationship. So that's what stories do. Now, if I ask you this question, that how powerful do you think it would be if, if, you know, every time you spoke, every time you spoke, people believed in you? What if I ask you that every time you spoke, people got inspired by you? Every time that you spoke, you could drive action. Every time you spoke, you could. Uh, you know, get them to whatever you said would go ahead and uh, would, you know, uh, people would talk about it and your message would be spread. How powerful it would be. And there's only one thing that can help you to get there. And that is stories. Isn't that wonderful? Any thoughts that you would like to share here? So let's go ahead and ask ourselves and understand that what is really a story? Not everything that is labeled as a story is a story. And here I would like to show you a couple of videos and I would like you to see what's happening here. Just pay attention. My name is Arvesha and I'm an analyst with the engineering operations team. What we do as a team is we provide operational excellence to engineering teams and we act as a bridge between the executive team and the different product teams that we have. 
SM has always been a very reputed and very famous company, even in India. They have won the best place to work for in different magazines and different portals like Glassdoor and then Forbes. Every small business or large businesses there are using SAP products. For finances, they're using SAP Tankar. For HR, they are using SAP Success Factors. Even my dad's company uses SAP. So it's been quite a familiar name for me. And going by the reputation, it has always been one of the companies I wanted to work for. The reason I chose SAP mainly was the people I interviewed with. I had a fabulous interview experience. I was called on-site after two telephonic rounds. And the people I met here, everybody had a very clear vision of what they are working on and what are the upcoming opportunities for the team for which they needed to hire me. So I really liked that clarity and that's why people made a huge influence on my decision to choose this. For me, it has been a very collaborative environment that I work on. Our team is very small, but it's very diverse and everybody listens to your ideas and everybody tries to make it happen. Visibility is one thing, but the trying part is another, right? So everybody is very appreciative of your ideas and they try to make it happen. It has been a fabulous journey till now. I have been growing professionally, personally, technically, because of all the tools that I have been learning because of all the languages that I'm learning. It's been fabulous. It's been extremely engaging all this while. Thank you so much for watching. Watching. <clears throat> I would like you to watch one more video. So my name is Arvesha. My name is Pater Rosenquist. I work at Strategy and Business Ownership and I've been at Volvo 11 years now. I was 19 and I had borrowed my mother's car for a week. She was away on business and, and I was driving to school. I was not, not speeding. I wasn't going that fast, but um, I was also fiddling a bit with radio, I think. Then I, I noticed that the car was sort of going straight in the curb onto the, the right-hand side. And I tried to, to maneuver against it. And as I hit the gravel on the side of the road, the car sort of lunged itself over the other side of the road and into a, a ditch. And then there was just a sound of, of shattering glass and, and just, you know, metal breaking. And I came to, and I don't know if it was minutes or seconds, I was completely silent, but then I heard something and I, it was music, it was the stereo playing. Uh, so I got my bearings and I, I tried to open the door uh, but it wouldn't open, so I, I climbed out through the driver's seat window, which was, which was gone, basically. And that's, that's actually where I obtained the only sort of damage in this whole thing. And that was, I cut my, my knuckle a little bit from the, the cross that was still on the, on the window frame. And I got out of the car and I had my cell phone in my pocket, so I called my father. He said, call the police, call the tow truck, and I'll come pick you up at the hospital. It was sort of, at that time, we realized how severe the impact was. Because when we towed the car out, I, I had a, a wristwatch on and, and that was gone. And we found that underneath the car, everything was broken. And uh, I, I've rarely seen my father cry, but at that time he, he broke down completely. The girl driving the tow truck and the police were sort of unanimous that almost saved my life at that time. I thought it would be more dramatic somehow. It's, it's a ditch on the side of a road. But I guess that and times the forces of the car crashing makes it a big thing. But yeah, working for Volvo and the safety heritage that we have and now being in the, the car programs I know and I experienced firsthand that we don't take it lightly and that's fantastic. There are the legal requirements and then there are the Volvo requirements and we meet the Volvo requirements and that's a lot tougher and that's a lot better.
better for our customers. Today, I have a V90 cross country and I make a point of always keeping the active safety systems on in the car. Uh, I find them inconvenient at times, uh, but I know that they matter. And had I had those uh, systems, maybe it wouldn't have happened. My name is Martin Rosen. Sorry, Manas. So do you get it? What is a story and what is not a story? Do you see the stark difference between the first video and the second video? So clearly, yeah. So clearly, the first one was not a story. But we hear all of that all the time. Yeah? But the second one is the story. And I'll tell you why is it a story and what makes it a story. A story will have a time marker. If you remember, the first thing that he said when I was 19 years old. So that is a time marker. So every story will have a time marker. Second, what will happen is that a story will have a place marker. Where did it happen? Like in this story that we just watched and heard, while I was going to school. Yeah, story has a climax to it, true. The third thing that makes it a story is there are sequence of events that happen. He took his car, he went to school driving, then there was a crash. So there was secret, uh, sorry, sequence of events that took place. And then there was aha moment when I saw that what happened to the watch. There is aha. I'll answer that uh, question, Rajat. Give me a couple of minutes, please. The fifth element is characters. The stories will have characters and characters will speak. So here he said that I called my father. I spoke to him. This is what happened. Yeah? So there are characters and they will have uh, dialogues between them. That's a story. And finally, there is a business message. In this case, there is a message of safety, Volvo safety. There, are, there is rules of safety and there's Volvo rules of safety. So how in less than three minutes a story can create that impact? So Rajat, to give you that answer, a, the, the story should not be more than three to four minutes. If, after that, you will lose your audience attention. So in that three to four minutes, you have to create that impact. You have to make sure that it has a place marker, time marker, sequence of events, aha moment characters, and yes, there has to be a message. No message, the entire story is has no meaning to it. Yes, three to four minutes, it is. So the invitation to all of you is how we can make storytelling a habit. Every conversation that you have, see how you can create stories around it, how you can tell stories. And most importantly, the invitation is to tell your personal story. I truly believe, I truly believe really that the power of story is the one, the best hope that we have to improve lives. And when I, I tell my participants, you know, that uh, tell your personal stories because it's believable. It's unique, it's your story. Nobody can copy it. It's your story, there's no copy paste. It belongs to you. Tell your story, when you do that, you share vulnerability, you share connection, you share bonding. You sh there is credibility to it. So tell your personal story, and especially in our uh, business that we are in. And uh, I'm going to invite, uh, one of my coaches here to share her journey of how she used 
uh, storytelling and how she's been using storytelling effectively at uh, workplace. Or so here, Pile, all yours. Hi, Kavita. Thank you. Um, so you know, the the way I want to narrate my story is, um, you know, I will take you all back to. Um, to the coaching cohort that I was a part of and Kavita was a part of that as well and uh, we were the last PCC batch uh, with Priya and when Kavita did a similar session for us on uh, storytelling post that the homework she gave us was to come up with a uh, you know, with a story of, of why are we doing coaching or why do we want to become a coach, okay? And let me tell you the story that I wrote or my story of why I am a coach. And this was before I did the detailed sessions with Kavita, right? And, and I'm reading out from my homework sheet that I had written for Priya and Kavita. And it is, uh, I have about 25 years of experience in various companies, mostly in the technology services space. Some of the leadership roles that I've been in are business head for NEP Vertical, 200 million USD plus in Arisant, a product engineering services company, now a part of Capgemini, a chief strategy officer for Arison to develop and execute the growth strategy that we launched in 2014, chief commercial officer for ISS, vice president IBM responsible for strategic sales, blah, 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 right? And then I wrote in 2020, I decided to leave IBM to pursue my personal bucket list. As a leader, I strongly believe that leadership is the ability to bring out the best in people around you. It's about inspiring people to be their best versions. Coaching is something I've always believed in. And now I had the time to hone my skills. I am pursuing my coaching certification from ICF. I have almost 200 hours of coaching. I'm working with some companies in the technology industry, coaching their leadership teams, mentoring some startups. And I believe I have found my calling as a coach and a mentor. So this is what I did um, pre my sessions with Kavita. And you know when she was taking us through this session, um, similar to what she did today, I realized that uh, there was no story. You know, it, it, it was very bland. It was, it was like me reading out my resume. And that's when I decided to do these sessions with Kavita, uh, not just to build a story for myself, but actually also to understand my story. And um, this is the story that I have developed now. It's still work in progress. Uh, but I just wanted all of you to get a flavor of uh, what it means to go through these sessions, right? So this is what I talk about now as a coach. Um, it starts with, I joined IBM on 2nd September, 2019. It was a leadership role. The brand was highly respected, salary was great. After a series of leadership roles in the industry, this was my entry into the premium league of corporate India, I had arrived. My excitement was palatable as I walked into my new office with a spring in my steps and a feeling of success in my heart. Unfortunately, just six months down the line, uh, from that very excited spring in my steps moment, there was a massive reorg announced at a global level. The alternate role offered was not a leadership role, nor an exciting enough role for me to overlook the situation. And hence, I decided to leave IBM. To say that I was sad would be an understatement. I was heartbroken. I also knew that getting an equivalent role, especially during COVID, is going to be tough, which means for the first time in my adult life, after 25 years, I would be sitting at home with no work. But then life, what is life without some bumps? It's not that I have not surmounted challenges before in my life, 
This time, however, I decided to look at the situation with an alternate perspective. Was this a challenge or an opportunity? An opportunity to pause, an opportunity to explore what else I want to do in life, an opportunity to rebuild and prepare myself for the next phase of my life. I decided to do the things that had been in my bucket list for long, unattended, ignored because of work. I started my ICF coaching training uh, in September of that year. And today I'm a certified ACC coach uh, about to complete my PCC. I started mentoring startups and technology companies and have now moved on to coaching their leadership teams. I'm going through, and as I go, went through my coaching journey, it also triggered my own self-reflection to define what I really want to do next. And I now end my break with so much more clarity on my path, fully rejuvenated, a certified coach, a mentor, a much more broad-based leader armed with the necessary skills for the next phase of my life journey. No life situation is bad. It's our reaction to the situation which defines it as good or bad. I believe in making lemonade if life throws you lemons. And this time the lemonade brought out the coach in me. And I'm very thankful for that. That's wonderful, wonderful. So do you, just for everybody's, uh, you know, uh, for everybody to look at it, there is a time marker. There yes. is a place marker. There are sequence of events that happen. There's a character here that is Payal. She's speaking about it herself and her own journey. And obviously there's an aha moment, right? There's a point where she comes uh, and she realizes, oh, this is what I want to do, you know? And finally, there's a message. Did you get that message in the end? So if you see, this is what has been happening. And uh, Payal, I'm... And I really want you to share uh, that what makes the storytelling so important. Yeah. So, so, you know, I think, and I think you have said that in the session today, Kavita, but, you know, if, if I look at my own story, right, what I had written earlier to what I wrote now, I think the impact and the f is much more because it's more personal right it's 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 in a story format instead of it being you know like a uh, you know like a lecture like a cv it's it's more of a story so the audience can relate much more to this personal story they can connect much more to me as a coach or as a leader and that's what makes the storytelling um so powerful absolutely and it also demonstrates courage and uh, confidence so when we share our own personal story, we are demonstrating a lot about ourselves, which is much more than, you know, what you're sharing as words. Yeah. yeah we have uh, stories add up emotions and feeling that makes it more relevant. Absolutely. And thank you so much, Pai. Is there something that you would like to add or say here? Otherwise uh, nothing except that it was a great journey. And I also want to add that I also write, uh, I write my blog, but, you know, after going through the session uh, with Kavita, I did understand some nuances about storytelling, which I was not very clear of. And I can see my writing improve as well. Thank you, Kavita. <laughs> you're very welcome. And I'm really happy that uh, you're taking this up uh, and actively and uh, therefore seeing the change that you want to see. Great, well done. So let, let's just open the space uh, if there is any questions that you have and uh, we have time then we can you know, address those questions. So uh, I think KD4, uh, it says, how appropriate is it for coaches to share their personal stories in sessions? So a word of caution here is that uh, don't share stories which are, you haven't processed. Share stories which you have processed, worked upon, you have understood the aha moment, you, have, you know the message that you want to share. So that's the word of caution. And it's okay to share personal stories. And uh, I am, uh, I have done it several times and I have 
always got positive response. Any, any other question? Hi, Kavita, jumping back on. Hello, everyone again. Kavita, what a beautiful and illuminating session uh, on storytelling. Thank you so much for that. And thank you, Payal, as well, for jumping on and showing us a real live example of the transformation that, that takes place. I really appreciate you coming on as well. Thank you. And uh, I actually have a, I have a question for you as well. Sure. How do you, like, uh, maybe we won't talk in the business sense right now. I just want to talk about personal stories for a second. Do you think about the sequence of events and then come up with a story? Or do you already have a message and then try to find like a filter through which you look for the story in the sequence of events that is already taking place? I'm just curious to know how it operates for you. I can share this uh, personally. This is how it works for me. Sometimes uh, it's, uh, uh, it works both ways. If there is a message that I want to give out in my session or through my uh, workshops, then I just go back to my life and ask myself, is there something that can help me to simplify this message? And then, aha, boom, it comes. Then there are also times when uh, it so happens that, you know, I am doing something and some something happens, aha, that happens. And I say, oh, there's a lesson right here. Let me put it down. And then I, I have something what I call is a story bank. And I would, uh, this is how we hold and work with stories. We all, uh, all storytellers have story banks. And uh, we keep, uh, it's, it's like simple Excel sheet where we put down the messages. We uh, alongside write down what are the stories that we want to share to elucidate those messages. And we put down the keywords for us to remember those stories. So invitation for all of you is that all the stories that you heard today, you can create a story bank and start right away. Yeah. Love it, I love it. Thank you so much. And I also just wanna address uh, KD Poor's question uh, as it how appropriate it is for coaches to share their personal stories in sessions. Um, I think Kavita already answered it. I think I just wanna take a little twist on it and say, it's, it's also very appropriate for coaches to share their personal stories when they're marketing, when they're talking about their coaching. So perhaps the relevance uh, of this session can very much be applied there in the marketing side of things. When you're, when you're telling your story, when you're um, having your initial call with your client, when your first call with a potential client, or you're making a post on Instagram, you know, just tell a story about, uh, about whatever message it is you want to give. So that's just my two cents that I wanted to share. Yeah, well said, well said, Nina. And thank you so much for that clarification because we don't want to take the spotlight away from our coaches, uh, you know, by sharing our personal stories during the session because it's about them, right? Too. It's, it, this, this is particularly when we want to talk about who am I? Or what is that I do, or what values do I, uh, you know, carry with myself when I talk about coaching? So that's when we use personal stories. That's right. Yeah. I hope this session was of value, and uh, I hope all of you take up stories, uh, storytelling actively, and work with it. Yes, I I know I will. I've I've already got the wheels spinning in my head. So I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for this session. And I know there are a lot of comments here. Uh, Dr. Tasneem is saying she's going to change the way of writing blogs and posts on social platforms. Like that's the impact you're having. So thank you so much for sharing your stories as well. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Rajat. That's a compliment. Rajit says it's his best session on Kocharya so far. Fantastic. Great. So we'll, we'll wrap up here then, Kavita. If, if anyone else has a question, uh, we can give you another 30 seconds to ask it in the comments.
Payal, I just wanted to mention that your, uh, you know, your before and after, so to speak, for lack of a better term, uh, I could I could even see and I could feel your excitement when you told your story, when you gave us the revamped version of your sequence of events. So that was really wonderful to watch as well. Yep. Uh, Shivani, uh, I must tell you, the first book that I read uh, on uh, storytelling was... Uh, uh, Storyteller's Secret. And you can start with that. Great. Kavita, um, maybe as a final note for the session, I'd love to know what is the storyteller's secret? <laughs> <laughs> Be, yeah, it's about, uh, you know, uh, telling stories straight from the heart. And uh, you know, just take those jargons and flush it out. It's about telling your stories simply. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, perfect, eloquent. And that's a great bow to this beautiful present that we have, we've had in this session. So thank you so much. Thank you, Kavita. Thank you, Payal. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And thank you, Kocharya, for this opportunity. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're glad to have you. We, yeah, we have spun another story today. Indeed, indeed. All right, everyone, have a wonderful day, a wonderful evening, night, afternoon, wherever you are, and take care.